Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. I'm super excited because my next guest is a straight badass. Today, my guest is Bill Murphy. Bill is a nationally recognized mortgage originator who has been a top producer for over 25 years. Since 2017, he has served as a business coach for the Fairway Ignite program. From 1993 to 1998, he worked as a juvenile counselor for the Worcester Department of Youth Services. He is a marathoner, ultramarathoner, and Ironman finisher, and has a second degree black belt in Krav Maga. He has raised over $500,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and actively supports several charities, including Fairway, Act, Fairway Cares, the American Warrior Initiative, and the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. He is the founder of the nonprofit Thrive Foundation. Murphy has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Worcester State University and a master's degree in counseling psychology from Framingham State University. So help me welcome to our show today, Bill Murphy. Hey, Bill. Hey, Grace. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to have you because so much of what you talk about resonates for me and thriving. I mean, thriving in the storm. I mean, I talk about that, you know, all the time, finding a way to dance in the storm. And you really um, outlined it, you know, so, so beautifully. Um, and so I really enjoyed reading the book and hearing about the different stories and I'll make sure like to keep us on track because I can go like all over the place because there's so much great stuff, um, you know, in, in thriving in the storm. I really, I forgot there were some things I fell off of that I want to get back on. So I appreciate that from you. Why thriving in the storm? Well, there was a, there was a couple of reasons thriving in the storm uh, came about. One was, um, man, we're, we, we saw ourselves short all the time and we're capable of way more than we think we are and so you you mentioned it grace you mentioned you know the marathons and the ultra marathons the ironmans the the, the mm -hmm. martial arts and things um and i was the one that said i could never never ever do those things that mm -hmm. that type of endurance is 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 uh is too hard and even though i would always finish things that i set out to finish I probably never wanted to because I thought it was going to be uh, too hard and didn't want to fail. I think we saw ourselves short because we think we're going to fail. But if you put a program together in anything, business, uh, your finances, paying off debt, um, you know, I, like I, I work with people that way and you can accomplish anything. And then you have, you have, you're a coach, you have the right coach, you have the right accountability partners. I mean, you are capable 10 X. Yes. And, and being able to do it. But, you know, a lot of times you need the encouragement, stay away from the naysayers and the toxic people. And the toxic people don't even mean to be toxic because it could be your loving mother that tells you you can't do it and you're going to get hurt, Billy. And so you just, you want to, you want to just redirect that and, and stay on, ta on track and task. I love, so, so I, I want to go back because you, 
hit on a few points. I know we're just kind of diving in because it's just, there's so much. And I just wanted to dive in with you. Yeah. Um, you talked about a few things just now. We're capable of more than we believe we are. And I, I believe that. And I also know um, from experience is that we're afraid to fail. But something you've been really amazing at, and I, you know, from reading your book is the way you reframe and 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 create counterexamples to help you keep moving forward. Um, can you kind of give us an idea or a story about a time where you thought you couldn't do something and you did it? Like, how, what was the thought process in that? Um, yeah, you, you can gamify it, right? So when you set out for your long walk, long run, you know, even just you know putting your feet on the floor, you can you can kind of you can kind of play with it. Um, when I when I say gamify it, it's you know if you're on a long run, you just feel like you can't go any further. You know, just say I'm going to get to the next telephone pole. I'm going to get to the next tree. I'm going to get to the next rock. I'm going to you know you kind of you you play those games with yourself. So you just it's just basically it really is literally one foot in front of the other until you get to the next goal. So short micro goals. And, and here's the here's the thing to remember. And anything that you set out to do, and this was I was a this was a big problem for me is you know, you hit the achievement and you're like, oh, that's it. What's next? You have to enjoy the journey. So all these little tiny accomplishments and we're not, it doesn't, we don't even need to be talking about running. Check your health account. Are you healthy? And if you're not, and you're, you're sedentary, then go walk a mile yes. and, 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 and cheer on that victory. Pat yourself on the back for that. Declare it with your, with your family and friends and let them know, you know what, I'm starting this program. I'm going to clean out the cupboards and pantry and I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of all my junk food and I'm going to start to take care of my health because my health account is the most important. It's the most important facet of my life because you can't succeed in anything if your health is down. That's for sure. Right. So just the little victories along the way. And I was guilty. I've, I've been guilty of it. If not celebrating. I mean, I think we all are. I mean, I love what you said um, in the book um, and I wrote it down. Work-life balance is a myth. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been taking a little heat for that one. Why though? Because it's true. Because I used to always, you know, um, uh, like talk about oh work life balance. But in reality, you're right. It's like when and I've noticed this, you know, this recently when I had to put more um, effort on, you know, healing physically from my recent, you know, situation. Like I couldn't put as much effort into the business. That's just a reality. And so was there a balance at that time? I think it's a myth because you're right. Like we could have a balance, but at different times. Exactly. It's, it's whole life. Balance. Yes. Yes. Why do we have to say work life balance? Why do we have whole life? And so really what, what that means is, can you be a 10 in your will of life on all 10 facets or eight facets or whatever you want to talk, spirituality, financially, career, relationships, health, recreation, we, we, the list goes on and on, right? We can, are you a 10 in everything? If you put 10 effort in all those categories, you would fail miserably. Yeah, totally. Right? Or, or, you're, or, you're, or you or you would, or you would, you would crush your health account because you're so stressed out trying to hit everything. And, 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 and I, and I love this because you're right. There's all these different, you know, areas of our life. I love how you use the circle. Um, and, you know, can we put, you know, a little bit into each? We can for sure, but there's going to be different seasons where this is going to get, like in the summer, you know, my, my social calendar gets way, is a 10 
you know, as opposed to, you know, other things because it's summer and, and that's, so I think I love what you just said is it's kind of a whole, it's like a whole life looking yeah. at, okay, where am I expending your time? And there's going to be just like we have different seasons, summer, spring, winter, fall. I think it's the same for life. Absolutely. Like when I would go through that process, the, the, the first few years, I, I mean, I've been doing that whole life um, uh, balance sheet. And the first few years, I was really upset with myself and be like, man, my wheel has a flat tire. <laughs> you know, it, it's, I'm, 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 I'm circular here. And then it's, and then it's, it's jagged. And, and so like, I'm not, I'm not optimal. And that's, that's how that feels. And that's why, that's why I kind of put that, put that phrase about being a myth in the book, because I remember going to business planning and life planning. It was more of a business planning, but they incorporated life into it. And being on stage, you know, they're on stage, you know, it's a seminar, four or five days. And you take you, you, your, your notebook is filled with bullet point ideas that you just want to run back home and just implement. And, and I remember that they, the first one I went to, they, they warned me, um, you just, you just want to take a, a few of these. I'm like, no, they're all too good. And so I remember just spitting out at my staff and family and all this other stuff about all these things we were going to do. And I, I, I remember vividly that nothing ever got executed uh, correctly. So what, 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 what I've chosen to do and in a lot of um, uh, workbooks will have this, and it's something that we're working on content too on, on our, on our site. If there's, if you have that will of life and we gave some categories, you know, friendships, relationships, spirituality, financial career, um, recreational, uh, fitness, wellness, mentality, whatever, pick three. And focus on those three action plan, those three that you really want to get good at. And you can, and you mentioned it, it's the season. Yeah. You could, you could, and it sounds like you do this. You could take those three and say, I'm going to work on this for a month. I'm going to work on this for a quarter. I'm going to work on this for a half a year. I'm going to work on this for the full year, but I know I'm going to give myself grace, pardon the, pardon the pun, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a ten, in, um, in my, soci sociological or friendship category. Because I'm so, I'm gonna be so focused on my work, family, and finances or career, whatever, whatever. And then pour into those things. But the summer comes, and you're like, you know what? I just killed it this first half of the year. I'm gonna enjoy a couple months. I need to reconnect with friends and family and i'm going to pour into that however you want to divide it up i agree it just has to work for you but, totally. but the one thing I, know, I i think is very important and, and i see so many people in, in sales and in different careers is they just don't check the box with their health account and and the health account goes out and then they're they're sick and they've gotten covid four times and and they're not taking care of themselves and it's just stumble after stumble after stumble and so that's got to be the first box. You have to have your health as one of your categories at all times. I totally agree. I mean, as most people know by now, recently I just had um, a diagnosis and I had to have a complete thyroidectomy. Mm -hmm. And um, so the health is most important. However, what I love, and I think you're going to, you said we need to build a fortress to prepare, prepare us for the storm. Had I not followed, I mean, we're, we're totally on the same wavelength, you and I, because the principles you write about are like 
you know, I live those principles. That's why I'm like, I love this. Had I not built my fortress and focused on those principles, like you talk about the morning routine, the exercise, the, you know, the mindset, I, there was no way that I could have, um, could be so grounded right now, you know, you know, 10 weeks after that surgery. It was because I built the fortress that you talk about. So can you tell our audience a little bit about the fortress? Yeah. So um, how many times have we uh, started off the day? And I just, I'll just go back to some times in my life where my fortress may not have been that, that strongly built. Um, uh, you know, I raised um, early on, was divorced and I had um, three kids and, and my two small daughters. And uh, I remember I used to have to get their hair, hair ready. So I'd, I'd get the scrunchies, you know, and, 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 and scrunch their hair up and I'd try to brush it and everything. And they wouldn't want the breakfast and they missed the school bus and I have to drive to school. Now I'm late. Now I'm mad. They're fighting, you know, and I have to take my son. And so like all these different things. And I'm like, my day is ruined and it's 7 30 AM. What am I going to do? And then I remember those days. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you get the, you get the call from the office and so-and-so is going to be out sick. And then, and, and then this, this, um, this real estate transaction is going south and, you know, you have all these, all these players and all these things just coming at you. And you're like, I just want to quit the day. Like how many of us quit the day? And, and, and in sales, we used to say, uh, he or she's hiding under their desk because yeah. they don't want to, they don't want to make that tough phone call or face that tough phone call. So they're not prepared. They're not in a good mindset. Their, their stress level was, was not manageable because they were so overwhelmed. So when I say, when I say build your fortress, that is your morning routine, right? That's the building of your morning routine. Get up earlier than you would, because then you can have some peace. Maybe get up earlier than anyone in the house um, and, and have some uh, routines that, and for me, I'll just, I'll just re relate it. And I'm sure you do some of the same things. I journal, mm -hmm. I journal every morning. I meditate. Um, and I'll do a five minute guided meditation, a Wim Hof method, just some breathing or, or a guided meditation, just, you know, some Joe Dispenza or some, I'm being able I just, Oh, okay, great. And so I'll do something, um, you know, and then I, what I do is I make sure my day is prepared and I leave enough white space. So, so you have your highest payoff activities and then you leave that white space for the storms that come at you during the day. Yes. The unforeseen curveballs yes. that you aren't ready for. Then you know what you say? You know what? I have a block right here between one and two. Let me let me huddle with everybody. I'm going to get back to you. But I've seen so many people so reactive. They're like, you know what? I just can't do this. I'm going to the bar. All right. I can't do this. I'm 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 going golfing. Right? I can't do this. I'll figure I'll figure it out tomorrow. I, I'll just do it tomorrow. I, you know, and then pass the buck or stop blaming yeah. and fighting and when you when you prepare and build your mind and your body to be in the right frame of mind, when stuff happens, it's never as bad as it as you think it's going to be. And then the other part of that is part of that fortress is incorporating, masterminding, and incorporating with as many people that can help you with a rough situation. Mm, yes. Move fast. Yes. Don't, don't keep it in and explode later. Yes. Community. Yeah. Bring in your colleagues, your friends, you know, how, whatever the situation in your life where it's just pretty unsettling or uneasy or mini storm or adversity, get, gather up as many people as you can that can help you. Yes. I, so there's so many points like you, you touched on. Um, 
the morning routine. It's like I've learned when I do have, you know, I've been doing the morning routine for years. Mm -hmm. I'm way more calm to navigate the storm. So now um, I'm not really reactive. I'm more responsive. Right. So, you know, shit can come down and I'm like, okay. And I'm able to navigate it instead of like go crazy. Um, the other thing you talked about was kind of when you talked about the circle and different seasons of life. So tell me, you could relate to this. I've learned as, okay, like in this season, I'm going to focus on this and this season, this, and then those things start to compound. So we like, like you put the energy into business, like that's compounding. And then when you, you take your focus off, it's still going, put a little bit into the relationships and that, you know, continues to kind of compound. And when we take that time in the morning to do those routines you talked about, we have more space for, for all the, those things on the wheel. Absolutely. And the one, the one piece for me that's super important and it's a non-negotiable is my workouts. Me too. Okay. And so you're a morning person. I'm a morning person and that doesn't work for everybody. So everybody's yeah. a little different. They have to work yeah. out after, afterwards and that's fine. And that's but fine. It, right. You're going to bookend your day with a workout. You're going to finish. Your day. Hey, right. when the kids were young, like my workout was at 24 hour fitness with my girlfriend at like nine 30 at night. Yeah. It started to be in the morning, like when the kids were older and I had a little bit more flexible, you know, flexibility with, you know, work, but anytime you can get it in is ideal. Right. So that that's, that's really key in, in building that fortress or finishing your day to build your fortress for the next day, because you know, you just, you fit the endorphins, the dopamine, the, the just flooding of just great energy and feeling that, that, uh, overcomes your, your mind, body, and soul. For and sure. that also helps prepare. I mean, it's a proven research fact that, 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 um, a, a physical activity helps, helps you with stress. Absolutely. I'm, I'm addicted. I mean, yeah. you know, not, like I was, my surgery was on September 1st, September 9th. I mean, I was in no shape to do a spin class, mm. but I still went cause I wanted my mind, you know, to be, um, I needed it for my mind and I just got on the bike and I literally really didn't do anything, but just being in that energy and moving just my body just a little bit helped. I love how you talked about, um, and I can so relate to this when you wanted to go get your black belt and after you um, hurt your, you know, tendons and the doctor was like, yeah, you know, no, you're not going to be able to do that. But you didn't really take no for an answer. Just every day you just started to do a little bit more and a little bit more. And that helped. I want to get emotional. That helped me so much this morning because I really want to go back to my hit class and I'm not ready yet. So this morning after the 15, so I did the 15 minutes this morning and I was like, like, damn, why can't I? And then I finished reading, you know, part of your chapter and you just validated for me. Like it doesn't have to be a hundred percent right now, as long as I'm getting there. Absolutely. So there's two, there's two things there is one is um, you can find the silver lining when that adversity hits, right? So find out whatever that is. And, and I'm sure you have um, gone through it and you're still going through it now. And you just mentioned you were still able to, you were still able to get something done that, that you, you wouldn't have. And while you're, you know, going, going through that, um, there's a, there's also a lot, le there's lessons there. Always. So what, what, what the positivity you can pull out there and then what is, you know, Hey, this wasn't ideal, but there was a lesson in that. And what did I just learn? So you can, you can look at it. Both ways 
I've learned like after reading, you know, your last chapter, I learned, oh God, I, I can't wait to get to that part with you, but I learned like, it doesn't matter. Just show up. Like if you show up for five minutes, you showed up, like that's your best. It's better to give an effort than give no effort. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about that storm of the tendon that you mentioned? So yeah. So I'm going to get to that because that's okay. badass, bro. Badass. Um, there, there's so much. So what, so going back to that, yeah, I guess we can start that story. Okay. I, read, I read the story about Kobe Bryant, right? Yeah. Like Kobe, like got this injury and 99.9% .9 of the players would have just got off the field. Okay. I'm going to have to mention this. Like they were playing the Warriors because I'm a Warriors fan. Yeah. Um, but he, he didn't sit down. Like he went in on that injury and won the game. So I'm going to, take you know you take it from here with that because your story is amazing yes yeah, so the kobe's kobe bryant story was uh and i'm a celtics fan <laughs> <laughs> okay. and i didn't like the guy i really did not i love kobe bryant i mean he was amazing but his work ethic was second to none and it was. His mental toughness was second to none so that story that you're telling the guy goes up for a shot lands rips his achilles now if you've ever had any injury with a torn tendon that is one of the worst right um and so they know it's torn he's they're trying to take him to the locker room he's like i was just fouled i'm going to the free throw line and he's now so it's one thing to go to the free throw line and suck and suck it up and embrace it and shoot a couple of basketballs and brick them and then go to the locker room and say oh you know what that was a valiant effort he swished both of them and then went off the court he wanted to get taped up and come back in so that's that's really what mental what mental toughness is about. Totally. Um, my my injury wasn't as sexy. Um, I was walking down my stairs at, on my way to a run. I was actually it was last year. I was running for uh, Make a Wish for the Boston Marathon, and uh, my daughter's getting some dental work done. So it was like five in the morning, it's dark out, and I, I was I was texting just some good luck or something, and I wasn't looking. It's almost like don't text and walk, right? <laughs> Oh no, that's don't text and drive. But anyway, so I'm coming down the stairs and I actually missed the two bottom stairs. And I, when I, when my left leg hit, it hit, it, it, it impacted in such a way. It just blew my, blew my leg out. Like I knew I slipped, but I was going to catch myself on that leg. But, I, but you think you got the next step, but it's like more, more, more feet to go. And so it just blew out my, my quad tendon, totally detached it from the, from the bone and you know i had surgery the next day so i'm getting all this um all this love from just make a wish and the the, the boston FL association and just my peers and colleagues and friends and family and just hey hey murph hey bill hey so sorry you know you you can't do the the make a wish run this year and all this other these these nice things and, and i was that day after surgery i was well under the influence of whatever drugs I was under to go through that <laughs> surgery. Um, but I was like, no way, man, we're going to do this. And I started figuring out that, that we could do the Boston marathon and then, you know, let's contact these people. And crutches. So, on crutches. Yeah, so, yeah. So like I'm on, I'm on crutches. I'm, I'm, I couldn't even lay in bed. I had to land on recliner, but um, for a little bit of time. And so I'm getting no from the Boston, Boston marathon, Boston athletic association says, no freaking way. Liability all day long. We, we don't need to be a headline. Crazy? Of, What's wrong with you? Of negativity. So I said, we're going to figure this out. So then Make-A-Wish was so so wonderful and helping me when I was used to helping them. And they helped me secure my venue. My venue was 
uh, at my um, alma mater, Worcester State, where I, where, uh, I got a um, counseling psych degree. And um, I have a scholarship that I've been doing, working with them. And he's like, you know what? We don't have a football game that, that day. Take the football field and use the track. And I, I was like, okay. So everything started coming in. And then like that, within that time frame, I started, uh, my dog was my running partner. So, so I started crutching around my pool. My dog was so happy that was, <laughs> unlike myself. And I realized I did like, uh, um, uh, it was a mile around the pool and it took, it took, uh, my pace was going to be, I think it, it was more than a half hour. So my pace was going to be about 13 hours to do a marathon on crutches. Well, 60 days later after surgery, the marathon, it was marathon day, um, ended up doing the marathon on crutches. And it was kind of funny because a lot of people were like, aren't your underarms sore? Aren't you hurting? And I was like, aren't you bleeding? Aren't you chafed? Aren't you this and all that? I was like, no, that was the 60 days prior to the marathon. I'm, I'm chafed and sore and bleeding and all that stuff. The day of was a piece of cake. And I'm going to, uh, and this is where, this is where positivity just makes all the difference in the world. Yes. So I, I, I'm having a good pace and I end up finishing in over six hours, which is a really good pace on crutches, right? You broke the, oh, you almost broke the uh, world record. Um, unofficially yeah it was adrenaline but i gotta tell you this grace my my pace was great but i never tired in the last three miles so, the, mm -hmm. so we're running for make a wish and in a six hours people, you never tired no nah, i took a break out of banana and maybe <laughs> pee. Um, take a break and have a banana in the six hours while i yeah. eat this on crutches and so there's always make wish families and so i remember so many people saying what do you have to prove just do it next year you have nothing to prove and i said and I said, these kids with this critical illness, they don't have a choice. If I can, if I can choose to bring more awareness to them, that's what I want to do. And so silver linings, we talk about the silver linings is I raised quadruple the amount of money that I would, that I did, that I've ever raised for them over all the years of racing. But I don't even know what they got indirectly because it got all kinds of news coverage. We had all kinds of news news trucks and everything doing some interviews and some great coverage there kind of funny because they thought i was going to finish at noontime i just finished at like 10 30 and i'm leaving going to the bar to grab a beer yeah. and, and the news trucks are coming in <laughs> you're like i'm done I'm like, I'm if, if they you want to interview me they 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 had to go to sports bar so i think that i think the patriots are playing and so but here's 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 the best part of all this always make a wish families are there mm -hmm. and uh this gal who battled pancreatitis um was was healthy now and thriving right mm -hmm. and so she's with me the last three miles and she's like wow this is so cool you're on crutches you're doing this and you're doing this for make wish and i'm a wish kid and, and this enthusiasm this energy and this just joy from this kid early in the morning on a you know a windy cold october day and and the last three miles were my fastest three miles on crutches to finish the marathon and and so why do you think they were the fastest three hours? Because she motivated you. Three miles. It was my. Those were the fastest. That was the fastest time because I, her energy carried me. I, I felt when I look back on it, I actually felt like I was floating. The crutches or my feet weren't hitting the ground. Oh my god! So now you're talking about ener like th that energy, that adrenaline, the dopamine, the flow. Oh man! And, and that's why when we say it's not fluff, when we say 
surround yourself with people that I will pick you up in all endeavors. You, you take your three things in your real life and go find some people, get, get Grace to coach you. you I know, love you. Go, go, <laughs> go, go find some people and, and your friends and family. And, and even the, the naysayers, they may be, they may be your family, they may be loved ones, just redirect them. Yes. And chances are they're not trying to hurt you or bring you down. You might have some jealous people, but but declare your goals. Yes. Because it's gonna hold you accountable by saying it out loud. Yes. Not only that, that's huge. The the people that you surround yourself with energy, I really, really believe anything is possible, you know, with our community, the energy, the right people. Um you talked about the why I'll, I'll get to that, but something that I love that I pulled out of the book was you, you said I was breathing positive energy into my leg. I believe in that in the healing, like the mindset. And I know Tony Robbins um, talks about this a lot. And my, my, my kid the other day was like, mom, turn your head this way. But now imagine turning your head even further. And I was just going along with him. And then like, yeah, I was like, I was like almost like an owl. He goes, that's a Tony Robbins uh, NLP. I'm like, okay, now you're, you know, you're just messing with me, kid. But it's true. Sure. What we, what we visualize and you visualizing, breathing that energy into your leg, um, I feel, I'm sure was a big factor in having you you know, do that marathon on crutches. It's our mind is so powerful. Yeah. And so 50 years old, Grace, and you know, I don't feel like anything special other than the, the positivity piece that I've learned yes. to bring on. And the doctor said he's never seen a, a 20 year old heal as fast as I, I did from that injury. And, and that's why you and I have so much in common because when I went to the doctor a few weeks ago and she saw my numbers were so high, she's like, you look really great. You should be miserable and in bed. I'm like, well, I am struggling. She said, I've never seen numbers so high. Based on your numbers, you, you like, um, you must be a very motivated person. Mm. This is remarkable because you're going up against the cement wall every day. And then it goes back to what you just said because every morning I got up and I visualized and I meditated, and I didn't even realize I was so screwed up. I just kept, you know, kept going, and just like you did on the crutches. Yeah. So anything really, you know, anything is possible. And, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, you have an incredible story, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to touch on it just a bit. I mean, just an incredible story that you've, you've broken cycles and you've thrived through some real challenges. And I, 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 I feel, again, like we're kind of on the same trajectory. You don't know what you don't know until you know it. Then there was a point um, similar where I was like, okay, like now I really need to get deep dive, dive deeper into the healing process. What was a catalyst for you? Cause you're already successful. You're kicking ass, kicking ass. And there was a point where like, okay, like I need to heal some shit. What was, what was that catalyst that helped you take that step? Yeah. And, and, and healing stuff and in, in the book and you mentioned it, I, I, there was, it was a rough, it was a rough upbringing. Right. So, um, that was hard, and but I thought it was normal growing up, and so I? I my I had a lot of angst and anxiety and anger um, that I had to figure out and and channel and understand why, and that that was so the healing process started with I'm gonna make peace with my past, not only for my dad who wronged me, but I need to, I need to love myself. 
Yeah. And I need to forgive myself for being that kid that I didn't have empathy for. Yes. And that, that changed everything. Yeah. Way more peace in my life. There's no, I'm not, if I have a rough day at the office, you know, part of the, part of the the reason for the book is I, I would bring tension into my house and it really messed, you know, really messed with my family because my, I, I thought because I had anxiety that there's going to be unrest everywhere subconsciously because I'm dealing with all this stuff. And so I figured out like, that's not a great way to be around anybody. Your problem in the office will be there tomorrow. If you, if you just left it, you know, or, or, or whatever, whatever external event happened, be present when you're home, be present when you need to be. Um, and that, you know, that was the healing started with no ill will. I, I, I can't, I can never, ever be okay with somebody that says, you know, karma's a bitch and they're going to get theirs, man. You want to talk about energy? Whoa. Mm-hmm. You just attracted the wrong stuff to you. Totally. So well, don't move for karma. You, we, we create our own karma really has nothing to do with anyone. Karma. You can't you let, 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 let the universe take care of how, how it needs to be taken care of yes. with whatever things you have. Be, be at peace. You know what? On the flip side, if you're upset with somebody, you feel wrong. And, and I, and I, I say this with a hundred percent sincerity as a, as a, um, a tough Irish kid growing up that didn't take any shit is send, send blessings, man. Just, yes. just, yes. just send, send love and blessings and peace. Yes. And what, whatever, what, whether you mean it, just try it, <laughs> but what will happen to you and your body and your your well-being just changes it it really does no it does and i agree i've learned um you know because that was me like i was always said love and peace and i would you know try you know not to get upset so now i allow myself just the that moment to be petty and then like then once i'm petty and i let it out the, that love and peace, because it does, it feels so much better. And the more love and peace we put out, the more love and peace we get back. Like in my life, I really have very little drama. That's, that's a fact. That's a fact. Living, you know, 40 years in a drama filled life. And now I'm 52. Um, the last, like very little drama because like you said, it's like, all right, I'm just going to send love and focus on the peace. I'll let myself be petty. I'll say what I need to say in private. And then, and, and I go back to that. And I love how you said that. The other thing is our past does not define us. No. We don't have to live in that. And you, you did a great job at that. Like we don't have to be a victim. Like what you experienced, what I experienced, it was tough, but we didn't allow it to define us. And so I want to get that point across. And, and that's a point that you made, you know, so, so beautifully in the book, you know, there's points I wanted to cry, you know, but you didn't let it stop you. Yeah. Be careful of, of letting other people call your identity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You talked about that too. You need to make your own identity. And, right. um, and, 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 and when I say forgive yourself and make peace with your past, Hey, we all misstep, right? We misstep. We all do. Step every day. We have baby missteps and we have yeah. big missteps and we may even have things that we have to work through in therapy that we're missing. Sure. I mean, I have coaches all the time. Like, look, we're human. Yeah. Yeah. So, so be okay with that and just focus on doing 
things for the greater good and and your past where you may have misstep even wronged people yourself will change because then it's what you're what you're doing now and what you're doing for society or the greater good and you know that's my motivation now is my kids you know they've seen me at my worst right of course kids have seen their parents at their worst and 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 a lot of a lot of my own mistakes but i but i want the whole thing with the make wish and the whole thing with the charities and some of the things that we do for the community i'm doing not only to help society but i want my kids to see that and say you know what dad may have effed up early on but i see these efforts he's making and yes. learn from that so we talk about purpose and why and your purpose and why can change you don't need to have the same purpose and why you didn't have the same purpose and why you had 40 years ago, 30 years ago, when you didn't have kids. No. So if your kids are your purpose and why now, what was your purpose and why before? It's okay to evolve. It's probably okay. My why is always going to be, you know, the, the spirit that I'm focused, you know, whatever it is, like, don't be rigid in your thinking. I agree. I love that. I love how you said, don't be rigid in your thinking. I think so many of us are so rigid and we, we lose the spirit to live in that rigidity. I think we need to be, you know, I don't want to say neat, but it's, it's good to, to flow and, and allow, um, allow ourselves to change. Cause I'm not the same person I was a year ago or six months ago or three months ago. And that's okay. The other thing I love recently, my, my kids, like one of my sons saw me like, in, like, I'm always like so quiet and demure. And he saw me be super messy for the first time and he didn't know what to do. And I think it's so important that our kids, especially our kids to see us in our humanness because it teaches them like, you can still be messy and thrive. Like no one's perfect. And just because you're messy, it doesn't mean you're not successful. Just because you're messy doesn't mean you're not going to thrive. Just because you fuck up doesn't mean you're not a good person. You just tell your kids it's controlled chaos. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's what it is, controlled chaos. Because I'm the same way. I'm pretty messy myself with that. I mean, you know, because this is lot like, let's be real. Like this is life. And we get to live it on your, on our terms. And that's, you, and you've done that. And that's what, um, I mean, I love about you. And then just the determination and the marathons and like, you don't give up. You just keep going. If there was one thing that you could share um, that helps you through, like what would, because the, there's so many principles, you know, and, and it's, there's so much, it's this lifestyle. If there's one thing a person can start with today, what would that be for you? What would you share? Um, recognize your thoughts and your feelings, mm. um, especially in the morning, right? So there's, there's some research and I, and I checked, checked on this. There's research that says we think 90% of our thoughts, especially upon waking are worry, worry thoughts or negative thoughts, however you want to phrase it. And the research goes on to say that only 10% of those worry thoughts come true. true. So 90% don't. And the 10% that comes true was never as bad as it was anticipated. And then to take that a step further, we, we think, I think the number was 85% of those same worry thoughts the next day. Yes. So catch yourself every day. It's really hard, but if you may put a note next to you, say, what, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Because I, I, 
I, I battle this every day. I, I had a, I battled today. Me too. Uh, I, I had a, I had a, I had a, a wicked tight schedule and it was, um, I had a class and then it was not, not, we, we had some issues with it. And so like, I woke up worrying, worrying about that. And I was like, dude, this is what you talk about. Like, so breathe, you know, prime, whatever, you know, just get your bearings and change, change your thoughts. Because if you're thinking and you become emotional with those thoughts, then you'd be like, oh, I'm upset. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm sad. I'm just, just depressed. I have despair. And then, so that's stuck, right? So that's stuck deep down and like, oh, what am I going to do with this? I'm going to hit the snooze button. I'm going back to bed or I'm not getting out of bed or I'm just going to lay here. I'm just, you know, and get, and then now you start to ruminate in your, in your, in your pattern of worriness, break out of that and start to just, and we talked about this earlier, Grace. Hey, you know what? I'm so thankful for my kid's health. I'm so thankful for this awesome career I have. I'm so thankful for this roof over my head. I'm so thankful. Like, just just practice that it's only 30 seconds and your physiology will change absolutely and, absolutely and now grace now you start to feel like these a higher sense of emotions which is your, your 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 love for your kids your gratitude your joy for life your enthusiasm for the day and guess what now you can stop putting one foot in front of the other now you can start going about your day now you can start building your fortress getting 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 along with your morning routine or, or whatever just recognize your thought patterns and, and your habits yes i i agree that's the i agree with you the thoughts the thoughts like catch those thoughts shift them and move into gratitude and your vibrational state changes immediately i love that i agree with you 100 and even judgment Watch your judgment during the day. I don't think you wake up judging judging people um, right away. I don't think you wake up and be like, oh, we're judging ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, that that's probably that's something that probably happens as you interact through the day. Where judgment, it might be a person, it might be a thing, whatever. But catch your judgment. I mean, no judgment zone. Just carry that along with you because you don't. Even if even if somebody is is having an issue or just doesn't seem right, and you want to pass judgment. Who knows what what they have going on? We don't know. Absolutely, and 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 yeah. I've learned to get curious. You know, when when I'm when I go to a judgment, I get curious about okay, what could they be going through, and what does this mean about me? Because I've learned that judgment really isn't about the other person; it's about something within me. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. I can stay with you here for hours. So you're definitely gonna have to come back in the new year because we have oh, so many you. other subjects to talk about. That's for. That's for sure. Great. So, so we're, you, you're, you epitomize everything we just talked about because you are taking a break. You pressed, you worked, you loved on the journey, right? And you're rewarding yourself. You say, you know what? I'm going to come back stronger, fresher, re rejuvenated, recharged, and ready to go in the new year. And that I applaud you for that. Thank you. It's it's not easy. It's been it's a um, if you watch some of my stuff, I took an experiment this year. So definitely, I'll probably have to write a book about this year's experiment um, because, like you, like I've been, you know, the 10x Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, mm. and this year I took a very different approach, and it's been incredible, insightful, healing. Um, so yeah, I'm taking a hiatus from the podcast and I don't even know what my life's going to look like in the new year, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to revamp it and see and, and, and think about it, but definitely I'm going to be pulling out thriving in the storm 
And I like how you talked about the goal setting because I haven't really, you know, I didn't really set goals this year. It was more intention. Um, but I, but I, but I think I'm ready to go into 2023 with, you know, your goal setting advice. That's for sure. Fantastic. I loved having you. I definitely, like I said, love to have you back in the new year and to, and hang on with me though, Bill, don't go. And yeah. to um, everyone that was watching them with us, Tammy, Mario, Mario, you're great too. Higher consciousness. Tammy control is always amazing. Jeanette Lee, you know, all really, like we said, high vibe, incredible people. And I really appreciate you. And I'm grateful for you. And those on the replay and those of you watching who did not let us know that you're here. I appreciate you. I love you. I wish you an incredible day. And, um, You'll definitely catch me on the snippet, so I'll still be there, but I will be back with you live in the new year, and I'll pop in in the holidays just to say hi. Until then, I love you, thank you, and I wish you an incredible day. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.